Nowadays, there's stuff, and there's stuff you don't need to know. A podcast that talks about geek and nerd culture and brings you the things that you want to hear about. What's up, know-it-alls? You got stuff you don't need to know. I'm Jay, and let's get down to it. So today I'm joined by a very special guest. Uh, I found this young man uh, on Instagram. He liked a couple of my posts. I took a look, and I saw that he is the co-creator of a comic book that should be coming out uh, within the next few months, probably early next year. Uh, His name is Brett Murphy, and he's agreed to come on and answer a couple of questions. Brett, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, great. Thank you. And uh, so pretty much, um, like I said, uh, I I saw Brett on Instagram and I saw that you're producing or I'm sorry, you're the co-creator of a comic called Paranormal Hitmen. So if you can kind of give us sort of like that quick 30 second elevator pitch, what exactly is Paranormal Hitmen? Yep. So uh, Paranormal Hitmen is a comic book I created with uh, the artist, uh, Wilson Gandalfo. It's being released in February 2021 by Behemoth Comics. And the story is basically, you can think of it as The Sopranos meets Ghostbusters. It's, um, it deals with uh, mafia um, and a uh, secret agency that deals with uh, paranormal uh, sightings with ghosts in the late 1970s it's filled with uh comedy action and it should be uh, a fun read yeah i mean it sounds i mean you kind of had me at sopranos meets ghostbusters <laughs> i mean two pretty cool <laughs> franchises right there um and, and i mean it sounds it definitely sounds like something like like you said it's going to have there's definitely going to be comedy action um so kind of before we get into you know the comic itself and the whole creative process so let me just ask you brett When did you start reading comics and what were some of the first titles that you got into? Yeah, so um, I started reading comics, I would say, back in grade school. Um, uh, I was in grade school, you know, during the 90s with the whole X-Men and um, the whole X-Men, Todd McFarlane, Rob Liefeld ever with Jim Lee, um, you know, X-Factor, Spawn, um, Spider-Man, Basically, anything I can get my hands on at the comic book store when I was, you know, in, in about third grade. Um, some of my favorite runs were uh, Chris Claremont's um, run on X-Men. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's one of my favorite writers that, you know, I try to look up to. And, um, and uh, yeah, that I mean, those are the things that really got me into comics, um, especially when I was in grade school. Yeah, and and especially at that time, that was kind of right around the time when, I guess, a lot of people would say, well, comics were really kind of at some of their highest points right there. You know, you mentioned going to your local comic shop. I mean, that's not an easy feat to do nowadays where back, you know, the late 80s, early 90s, it's they were everywhere pretty much. Like, you, you didn't yeah. have any problem. Yeah, you didn't have any problems finding comics back then. <laughs> um, so... Was it was it around that time or, or really, I should ask, when did you know you wanted to, to be a comic book creator? Did you did you always wanted to be a writer? Did you want to be an artist? What what kind of got you started down this path to that led to Paranormal Hitmen? Yeah, I mean, when I was in grade school, I always wanted to be 
be an artist. Um, but unfortunately, I found out, um, you know, through some of the uh, grade schools art contests that that's probably not going to be my future. Um, I was not really good at drawing, even though I, I really tried my hardest. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say I kind of always had that passion to want to create something, whether it be a book, comic book, um, you know, write a TV script. Um, and that passion kind of came back to me when I was in college. Um, mm-hmm. I took a, uh, a creative writing course for English that was English hip hop. And uh, it's funny because I, I thought that was a uh, was a joke course and that it, it didn't it was just like an elective that wasn't that wouldn't count towards English credits. Right. And it turns out that it was an actual credited English course at, at Penn State University that uh, it was English hip hop and it was great. It, the teacher that I had was was awesome. You know, he got he got everybody um, kind of in a writing spirit and it kind of got me back into the whole creative writing process and um mm-hmm. it's funny i can thank english hip-hop for kind of giving <laughs> me a boost to to want to create comics again what what and, was uh i'm just kind of curious like what what was really sort of like the the thesis of that class like english hip-hop i mean it sounds like was it more pop culture stuff or or what was what was the class all about it, it was it's kind of weird that it was an English class because it was more on like the history of, of hip hop. Like it went through mm-hmm. the early, um, early years of hip hop, like in, uh, in New York city, uh, you know, we, we talked about run DMC beastie boys. Then it went into the whole NWA era and Biggie and Tupac. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, it was more so like a, a history on hip hop slash creative writing course. So it, it was kind of weird how it was set up, but uh, and the funny thing is, it actually had an English hip hop textbook that I <laughs> wish I still had to show people that it was an actual textbook. But uh, but yeah, they they had an English hip hop textbook, and it, it it was just it was it was like something that you would think was out of a out of a movie, like something that wasn't real, but uh, it was an right. actual course, and and it was great. I mean, obviously, because, you know, it helped steer you towards, you know, this career. Um, when you were in college, did you did you get involved in any creative writing uh, magazines? Were there comics there? Like what what did you do in college with your writing career? So um, towards the end of my college career, my senior year, I got into um, a company where I was doing interviews for a music blog website so i was um writing interviews for this uh for this website um i was going out uh going out to concerts festivals Mm -hmm. and interviewing some bands and and that kind of got my writing uh juices flowing as well just uh going going out and and you know uh working on my writing skills that's that's pretty cool so Kind of tell us, because, you know, I'm sure a lot of people out there, maybe they're aspiring to be a comic book creator or they've always wanted to be one. How did you kind of take it, you know, from the idea of Paranormal Hitmen, take it really from an idea and get it to the point where it's actually going to be published? Like, kind of walk us through those steps. 
Yeah, so um, I had this idea for Paranormal Hitman uh, about a year ago, and mm-hmm. I basically started plotting out, you know, what, what the story would be about, writing down what the issues would be about, started creating characters in my mind. And um, a friend of mine, Matt Kund, who's uh, the writer of The Reset, he was, uh, the, the artist on The Reset was Wilson Gandafo. Mm-hmm. And I had looked at Wilson's uh, Instagram page, and as soon as I saw his art, I said, oh, man, like, he would be perfect for what I'm trying to do with Paranormal Hitman. Like, it, it would just match up perfectly. So I had my synopsis and everything, the, the whole first script written out, and I reached out to Wilson and showed him everything. And um, luckily for me, he, enjoy- he um, agreed to join in and he came up with some uh character designs and as soon as he sent the designs over it just it was perfect it just matched what i had in my head for these characters and and we went from there and we uh we started we we created the first issue the mock Mm -hmm. cover and everything and then we we went out to different publishers to uh to um to get a deal you you just like sent like put put together a, a mock first issue and just sent it out to as many publishers as you could, just kind of almost like a cold call. Well, we had a couple of publishers in mind that, that we thought would fit um, our, our book would fit their style. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because at first behemoth, um, I kind of didn't know about behemoth at first until I saw, saw a post on Facebook and I, I did some research and we ended up, send it to them after um after we had talked to a couple other publishers i sent it to them before we agreed to any deals with anybody mm-hmm. and you know i'm kind of glad i did that because uh because uh, i mean ever since we signed on with behemoth i mean they're 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 such a great company and uh you know they just kind of started with um getting their books out through diamond and what they're doing is incredible uh i mean they're just they're going all in and i mean they're just they're going to take over the the indie comics scene i mean they're they're just i mean what they're doing is just incredible yeah absolutely and and one of the things i'm going to do um you know i'm going to have brett you know kind of do some plugs at the end of the show here and uh on my instagram post and on the post for the podcast and definitely you know i'm going to put down uh you know brett's instagram and wilson's instagram because yeah i i when i found you and then uh, you know i saw that he was the co-creator i did the same thing i looked at his instagram and he is an amazing artist and by finding you i also i had never heard of behemoth comics and i'm definitely going to put their instagram up because like you said they're really kind of taking the indie scene by storm. Was that one of the reasons why you wanted to sign with them? Because unlike some of the much bigger companies out there, did you feel like you were going to have, or do you have, I don't know if you could say or not, do you have a lot more creative freedom with Behemoth? Is that why you chose them? Uh, I would think the main reason why I chose Behemoth over a couple other publishers that had offered us, uh, after I had... uh, I had spoken with their one of their co-founders, Nathan Yoakum, mm-hmm. and some of the stuff that he was saying, like some of the licenses that they were working on at the time, just kind of drew me in because I I kind of 
after talk with them, I kind of got the sense that, you know, they're going all in. They're just, you know, going to put everything out on the line. And I just got that sense that, you know, they were really passionate and Mm -hmm. they really work for their creators. And that kind of drew me in. And, and that's when I said, Hey, let's go with behemoth. I mean, it, it seems like a great deal. And, and these guys seem to, you know, they seem to get it. They, they seem to be passionate and, and, um, and I'm glad I went with my gut because, um, right now we have, I have a great working relationship with them. So does Wilson. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're working on a couple other things for the future. And, um, so far it's, it's, it's been a great, uh, it's been a great journey with them. I mean, that's great. It sounds like they're really, they're really kind of letting you take the lead, you know, on this and and maybe other projects that are coming out. I mean, do you feel just looking at the comic book scene in general? I mean, do you feel that that's something that's really kind of lacking? You know, you talked about for you, the, the early nineties was kind of like, that was your gateway into the world of comic books. Do, Do you find that, that, Nowadays, especially with some of the bigger publishers like that, that kind of desire and passion for the business is gone. Like, how can comic books get better, basically? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like the indie scene's really taken over, um, you know, especially with the, these new indie uh, indie companies like Behemoth. Um, mm-hmm. You know, got a lot of people doing Kickstarters now. I, yeah. I feel like the indie scene is kind of making a real big push, um, especially because some of the bigger publishers like Marvel and DC, they have uh, shareholders to answer to. And I feel like some of the stuff that they have to put out, they have to kind of censor it to make sure that, you know, they're kind of, um, you know, pleasing their shareholders and making sure that they don't get in trouble. Whereas the indie scene, I feel like it's kind of just, hey, we don't care if it's mature rating or, or what, we're just going to go for it and, and put it out. And I feel like those comics are what the readers want to see. You know, they want to see kind of like a more mature uh, storyline because if you think about most of the comic readers, they're all, you know, a little bit older now. And and and, and I feel like that's the material that they, they want to read about. Yeah, I mean, and that's something just, I find for myself is as, as much as I loved the stories that I grew up with. And for me, that was more of the eighties going into the nineties, you know, characters like Batman, Superman, green arrow, X-Men, they're always going to hold a special place in my heart. But I feel just like you said, those comics. Now, when I go to the comic store, I probably haven't picked up a DC or, or a Marvel in quite some time. Everything it's image. It's, um, Boom Studios, uh, you know, indies like that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think you're exactly right. And um, yeah, it's it's just it's great. It's great that you're able to do that. And you're able to tell the stories that, um, you know, that you want to tell that you and Wilson want to tell. Um, so when you were creating um, sorry, when you were creating Paranormal Hitmen, you know, you mentioned Chris Claremont as like a huge influence on you. Was there any other sort of like writers or styles that influenced you? Maybe not necessarily in comics, because you mentioned, you know, this is like you, you, right up front. You said this is sort of like the Sopranos meets Ghostbusters. Do you have any other influences either in or outside of comic books that you kind of draw from? Yeah, I mean, 
when I was creating this book specifically, I'm a huge, um, you know, mob movie, mob TV show fan. Like I love The Sopranos, Goodfellas, uh, mm-hmm. Boardwalk Empire, and I also love Ghostbusters. So it was kind mm-hmm. of taking all those things and kind of mixing them all into one. And um, those were kind of the movies and TV shows that I used to help create the book. Um, just get some ideas um, from those shows that I could throw into the, to the book to um, to try to make it also have like a movie type feel to it as well. Cool. Um, is this something? Is it going to be? And I don't know how much you could say. Is this something that's going to be? Is it going to be a limited series? Are you looking for it to be an ongoing series? What's going to kind of be the lifespan of of Paranormal Hitman? Uh, so right now it's scheduled for, to be a four issue series. Um, we have first issues, February, second Mm -hmm. issues, March, third issues, uh, April, and then fourth issues, May. And then I believe it's going to have a, um, graphic novel at the end that composes all four issues into one as a volume one. Nice. Um, and then... It's kind of the endings are going to be left a little open-ended. So, mm-hmm. you know, if it does well, um, you know, there's always a possibility that if Behemoth wants to, you know, add on to the story, we could, you know, come out with some more issues. But that's kind of, I guess, going to be down the line to see how, how it does when it's released. Would you, are you looking at or interested in kind of creating a universe around this title um you know maybe doing different comics that sort of exist in the world of paranormal hitmen or do you just kind of want to look elsewhere and and do like different types of books yeah so um you know other than paranormal hitmen i have uh some more ideas that are outside of the paranormal hitman universe mm-hmm. um like right now i'm working on a um a book right now where i'm i'm starting my synopsis uh for a post-apocalyptic uh uh series so mm-hmm. um some of the stuff that i that i'm working on now is outside of that paranormal hitman universe and it's different genres it sounds pretty cool um Kind of like, I guess, like a, a question I, I think maybe a lot of writers or creators, maybe they would like to get asked if one of the bigger companies, you know, came to you and said, you know, we would like you to take over and do a run on this series. Is there, you know, a main series out there that you would love to just do like a 12 issue or 24 issue run on? Like what would kind of be your dream book to work on? Uh if there was a dream book to work on, mm-hmm. I would say I would want to do a Star Wars series. Ooh. Okay, now I'm intrigued. So what uh like any specific era, uh characters, like what would you what would you like to do? Well, one character that I've there's actually two characters. Mm-hmm. Um one character is I would love to do a mini series on 
General Grievous, like how he kind of mm. became the monster that he is. Because I feel like there's kind of a story that, that could be told there. Because I feel like he's kind of like a Darth Vader character. Like at some point he was kind of, you know, this human person. And then he just kind of was t- taken over by the by the dark side and became mm-hmm. more machine than man. Mm-hmm. And um, if I were to pick another character, one, one character that I've always kind of been intrigued by and, and one of my favorite characters is from uh, the Clone Wars animated series, uh, okay. Cad Bane. Okay. Uh, yeah, awesome. he's... I feel like he's such a badass bounty hunter, and I, I feel like you could kind of make a whole run on him just, you know, going through the galaxy, uh, you know, just collecting bounties and just, just going nuts with it. Yeah, that actually would be. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of one of the things I loved about the Clone War animated series was them expanding sort of that prequel era universe and really introducing new characters and fleshing out some that you might have seen in the movie for two seconds. It's that that's that's actually a really cool idea. Um, so like you said, this book is coming out. Uh, you said February of 2021. So if yes. listeners, if listeners out there wanted to get their hands on it, can they pre-order it? What's their best way to to get uh, these issues that are coming out? So they could pre-order it at their LCS um It'll be in the pre the diamond previews catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, when uh when when it's in there, I'll have a uh, a code that I'll post on my social media sites. Um, they can pre-order it through their LCS using that code, and also they can buy it through Behemoth's website. Um, they'll be able to pre-order it when it comes closer to the uh, the release date. Um. Is Behemoth, it, do you know, are they planning anything kind of big for the release? I mean, with COVID and everything now, it's kind of hard to see, like, what they would do. But, like, are you planning on, like, going to conventions and things like that if they ever open back up again? Or it's just kind of like yeah. putting it out there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I don't think anything's going to be, I don't, I don't think there's going to be any conventions to kind of, no. Uh, push this out because it seems like everything's getting canceled. Um, yeah. So I was kind of pushing it through social media and just having you know word of mouth, uh, like like doing this interview and getting the word out there. Um, I mean, once conventions start back up, I mean, I'm sure Behemoth will be will be at all the major uh, conventions, and I plan on attending some as well. But uh, unfortunately, for now, it seems like it's kind of a virtual world and you know yeah. unfortunately it seems like we can't do any in-person conventions because it seems like they're all getting canceled yeah which is really a shame because um i, I pretty you know i've attended a few out over here like east coast comic-con um here in new jersey we have garden state which is usually a pretty good one and you it's mm-hmm. great it's a great chance you know, anybody that's listening, if you've never gone to even like a small convention that attracts local artists and writers, it's a great place. It's a great place. I mean, I've, I remember Garden State used to have a lot of guys that were, like you said, doing Kickstarter and self-publishing. 
and it's a great place to kind of pick up some of those titles and, and just meet creators and talk with them. It's, it's a great place to go. But like I said, uh, you know, before we wrap things up, why don't you kind of give out like your Instagram and any other social media that you have? Uh, I'll put as many links as I can in the Instagram and, and on the podcast description, uh, especially for behemoth, uh, for you and for Wilson as well. But where can people find you? Uh, they can find me. I'm on Instagram at B Murphy writes. Um, and Facebook it's Brett Murphy. And, um, uh, you can check out Behemoth Comics uh, Instagram. They have it's a uh, Behemoth Comics, um, and uh, they also have a, a Facebook page as well, where they will post uh, updates and new releases as well. Yeah, and like I said, I'm definitely gonna like tag a lot of that stuff on the Instagram because, again, I think you liked one of my posts about I don't know one of my episodes, and uh, I fought and I, fought, you know, followed it back to you and got introduced like i said i had never heard of behemoth comics and i'm really glad that i heard about them now because i I think you hit the nail right on the head they really they really seem to kind of be pushing the envelope and just really going all in like you said so i'm kind of glad that you liked one of my posts and and introduced me to a new uh indie uh company out there that's great all righty so i want to thank brett for coming on answering some questions and everything brett uh you know you're always welcome back on the show to discuss any type of comic news or really anything (laughs) (laughs) thanks for having me i I appreciate it no problem and guys as always do me a favor head on over to instagram stuff you don't need to know is there i post pictures about the content that i talk about know it all thanks for listening and i'll talk to you guys later you remember when you were young and you wanted to set the See